Welcome to Life on the Illinois Prairie. Your host is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and after 30 years living in small town Illinois, she has stories to tell. Past cornfields and factories, into the heart of Amish country. There's more here than what meets the eye, far beyond what you think you know. So buckle up and stay tuned. This is Life on the Illinois Prairie. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Life on the Illinois Prairie. I am your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter, and if you've stopped by today, we're delighted to have you here. I'm also delighted to have, as my guest today, Martha Ann Chupp. I was introduced to Martha by our mutual friend, Wilmer Otto, and uh, Martha has a very interesting story to tell. She was born Amish and is from Arthur, and she is now a filmmaker and has her own YouTube channel and is with us today. So, Martha, welcome. Hey, nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a, it's going to be a pleasure to speak with you, and people may, may notice, I say may because I'm pretty sure they will notice, that uh, you have a distinct Southern accent. and. Don't hear that too many of the Arthur Amish around here, but you've been away from this community for a while, but you haven't by any means lost touch with the Arthur community. So could you tell us your history, how you, um, when you were born in this area, what your life was like before you ended up where you are today? I know that covers a lot of territory, but if you could give a little synopsis of that, that'd be great. Well, I was born out of wedlock to a young Amish woman, and um, my grandparents raised me. Uh, Eliza Schrock married Levi Chuck, and so I got blessed with them being my parents until I was about nine years old. Um, when a Girls born out of, you know, child's born out of wedlock, the parents take care of it to keep it in a family unit. So uh, grandma and grandpa were amazing. Um, I had an amazing childhood with them. Um, grandfather was a preacher. To top all things off, you know, uh, I've heard it say preacher's daughters are about naughty sometimes. I guess my mother was. But... Uh, Life turned out so totally unexpected for me. Um, and now I'm living in, oh, I went to Mississippi for a while. That's where I got my southern accent from. And then I moved back to Arthur. And then a few years ago, I moved over here to Fort Worth. And now I make short films and stuff with Joseph Herrera. Um, he also has a YouTube channel. We put our edited material on that. and. Um, my YouTube channel is called Martha's Time. Be happy now. And uh, that's what I just, I want everybody just to be happy in the now and the today. You know, don't wait till this situation's perfect or that to be happy. Do it today, right now. And uh, I got, uh, I met my nephew Joseph over here about four years ago now. And it's just been amazing. He, uh, we've done three domestic violence films, shorts, 
that are on the, his YouTube channel. And we've done numerous other little projects and stuff. Um, and now I can't wait to move back home with you. Hmm. So what are your plans when you do move back home? What I know you've kept in touch with the community and you're very involved up here. So what do you want to do in the future? <laughs> well, one of my friends at the church, she's having this event this weekend up there at the Methodist Church, Miss Cherry. And they're going to be um, selling arts and crafts and stuff up there to raise funding for the food bank and numerous other projects at the Methodist Church there in Arthur has going on. And I hope that uh, her and I are going to be able to do more with the community together and uh, get the artists and everything together. Um, I want to bring a touch of me back. Um, I love people and I love hosting, so I decided I want a bed and breakfast. And then I have my Joseph, which has been helping me with my domestic violence. And that's really a passion of mine. I need to help other women not to be hurt, to recognize the signs and things. So mm -hmm. I wanted to do like a continuous. Um, and then, of course, some filming around the homage. So those are kind of a few of the little things I'm going to be dabbling in. And, of course, driving my Amish family. Um, so they don't have to pay the high driver costs. Oh, I know those costs can be extremely expensive. I had a friend who sold Norwex and I would pick her up and take her to meetings occasionally because just to go from where she lived in Chesterville to Charleston, she was charged $75. So I don't think most people take advantage to that extent, but that was quite an expense. Wow, that kind of took me back a little bit. But, yeah, because the drivers do charge mileage. Now, a lot of people have a lot of people have a little bit of a, an issue understanding. Uh, they they I've heard people think that it's hypocritical for Amish to ride in cars when they don't drive cars. But I, I try to explain to them they have appointments, they have things they have to do, they have to get a lot of places, sometimes in a short time, that it's just not practical to take a buggy. So would you touch on that a little bit? Well, the Arthur Amish are different. Some may other communities. And every time I talk about the Amish, I have to stress, I'm talking about my Arthur, Illinois, Amish, what I know about what I've seen going on, okay? Um, because there's so many different communities, and from one church district to the next, they vary on different things. So it can be very confusing. Um, they They need to be able to go straight away to where they got to get to. They have to have transportation to the emergency rooms, hospital visits, uh, you know, things like that. You're right. There's things. It's not practical. My grandfather always said that people just need to have an open mind about things. Hmm. And um, a lot of people have some set ideas about what they've seen in their areas about the Amish, and they just presume that every group is the same, and they're not. Hmm. So, yeah, 
they do to go grocery shopping. You know, they always go to Aldi's. There's not one there in Arthur area. So they uh, they do not like to do like Sundays. Um, they prefer not to use a vehicle for Sundays to go places. Some of them. But others do hire someone to take them, say, out of their church district or something to, you know, a location that uh, they need to be at, like another church, um, because they only have a church in their church district once every other week, I guess you'd say. Um, but they don't really like to spend money on Sundays. But, yeah. That's just the way it is. They can't go everywhere in a horse and buggy. Well, thank you for pointing that out, Martha, that all the uh, communities are different. Um, the purpose of this podcast this season about the Arthur Amish, the myths, mysteries, and misconceptions, is it is about this community. I never want to present myself as an expert because I'm far, far from that. This is a great learning experience for me. Your experience is different from Wilmer's, is different from you know everyone, everyone else's, but you have your personal experiences and your personal knowledge. And just like we we're talking about the uh, little Amish school across the road from me that they're having their end of school program, I've gotten to go to that. So I have a broad understanding and generalization of what what an end-of-school program is. But just because what I see across the street for me doesn't mean they're all like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a, they're all under one big umbrella, but within that umbrella, there are so many different um, communities and, and districts. Thanks for pointing that out. I think that's a very important thing for people to realize that just like within our, you know, the English culture, there are so many different f factions and groups. Everything is just not all. You can't paint everybody with the same brush. So how often do you get back to Arthur? When's the last time you were home, Martha? Oh, for old Christmas. See, we celebrate Christmas on old Christmas on January the 6th. So um, I was blessed to come home for that. Um, yeah, I do have really close ties to the Amish community there in Arthur. In fact, all of my relatives, um, except for my half sister, I have an Amish background. Hmm. You know, they're Mennonite now or they have turned English, you know, but they originated being Amish. Could, could you explain a little bit about old Christmas as opposed to the Christmas that we all traditionally celebrate the English. Could you explain the difference in old Christmas? Well, I think it's biblical, honey. Um, I, I know it has something to do with that. I'm not well versed on it, but we get together and we eat similar to Christmas. Hmm. You know, um, sometimes they exchange presents, sometimes they don't. And they just have like oranges and apples and candies and things like that. And just enjoy time together with family um, and remember, you know, God. Mm. So and Jesus and everything for us. I'm sure there's some more scriptures behind it and everything. But I'm not that well versed about everything myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you you were talking. We we have the mutual friend Wilmer Otto, and that you are also involved in the Illinois Amish Heritage Center, which is just a fantastic resource around here and a wonderful place for people to understand and learn more about the Amish heritage and the Amish culture. So um, you plan on using your skills as a filmmaker to further that cause to promote the Illinois Amish Heritage Center? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Girl, I got to tell you why. <laughs> and now most people say, girl, why are you so interested in that place? Well, this is why, because Grandpa went to that Shrock house and he asked Grandma to come live with him because his wife died. And... um and then Grandma said, okay, and now they had my mom and they had Uncle Harvey, and now here I am. So I have a lot of interest. I actually played in that house when I was little. And everything Wilmer has done there, um, restoring it and everything, is just so amazing. And we actually have one of our relatives that's, I think they're on site most of the time when they're open for events and stuff to talk to you about it. Um, I took Aunt Martha there. She was like, oh, my goodness, and showed me which room she used to sleep in mm-hmm. and and things like that. And, it was, you know, it's awesome to see someone preserving our heritage like that and, and wanting to share it with people. And, and then there's so many people that actually want to know about it. True. You know, which is just, just really thrilling to me. But you're wondering how I know the story about my grandmother and grandfather. Well, apparently my, one of my grandmother's brothers kind of likes to write stuff. And I, in some of his writings, it talks about Levi coming there with uh, two of his children, I guess, and asking if his mother, you know, if his sister can come work. So, yeah, I am just like a big part of that place is right here in my heart, you know. And I don't know how much he's going to let me do. I was hoping he might let me film there a little bit when I need to. But we'll just see how things work out in the future on that part. But, yeah, if anybody wants to know anything about it, just run down to the Amish Heritage Center right there in Chesterville, Illinois, and you're going to really enjoy the experience. Go through both houses, um, check out everything they got on the grounds, and just take photos. Um, just just kind of just soak it in. And it's a wonderful experience. I've, I've gone there myself and just enjoyed the whole thing. I'm so proud of everything Wilmer's done there. It is it is an amazing facility. And uh, Tom Vance, who's been, he's one of the historians that works there. He also was a historian on Lincoln Log Cabin State Park. Um, they've They've gone into such great detail as to even researching the colors of the paint that existed back when those those rooms were painted back in the 1800s and um, restoring the walls that a lot of people, um, Amish homes are built so open and sometimes they have walls that can be lifted up and attached to the ceiling so that they can have their, have their church services inside and um, 
just the the history that you that you feel when you walk in there and and i you know i see english people in there going through the homes and i see amish people going through their homes and everybody seems to have the same look of wonder on their faces at seeing everything that's in there and uh, it's a just a fascinating place oh yeah they've done a wonderful job Girl, I've seen that place go from behind CHI to get moved out there to where it is today. And I'm telling you, it's just, I'm in awe. It's a wonderful place to go to learn and experience. Were you there on site by any chance when they moved that when moved the buildings? Because when they started out with the, uh, the draft horses, because I was part of that crowd that was there um, enjoying that that opportunity no i don't i think i saw it from a distance but i don't believe i was there when it happened mm. but yeah i've seen it um there is a youtube video um you can youtube it and i saw a youtube video about um it being drawn with the horses and carriage uh, or the horses it was amazing it was amazing i was like Wow, something's actually going to happen with it now. After all those years of it just sitting there behind CHI, every time I come up, I go drive back there and say, well, maybe one day. You know, and then to see that day come and then everything and all the hard work everybody has put into it out there, Amish and English together, the whole community has come together, I feel like, to help Wilmer to get it to where um, he can present it and show our culture and our heritage. And, uh, yeah, it's just a blessing to the community. It It, it is. And it's uh, for somebody to have, I mean, Wilmer put his life passion, I think, into doing that. And then not alone. He has a there's a wonderful group of volunteers and organization behind it. But without his vision to make it happen. It, it would not be what it is today and what it is going to be. They're building it just a wonderful campus there. And it is a campus because uh, people are being educated and uh, it's, it's quite a facility. If anybody listening gets the opportunity to go there and you would not regret it. And uh, then you'd have to go on into Arthur and eat at Yoder's because <laughs> Yoder's is an experience in and of itself. Oh yeah. Well, I was thinking about the one place there in Chesterville, if you're hungry before you go, you could stop there. Um, oh, my goodness. She's going to be so upset. I can't think of her name right now. Do you know the one I'm talking about right there? Yeah, I believe it's Joe's Country. By the down place here. that has Joe's. Yes, thank you. Yes, Joe's an amazing cook, and she caters, too. And she's got some wonderful food there. Um, so if you're hungry on the way in, stop there and maybe catch dinner on the way out at Yoder's. Because they're going to have a heck of a layout there, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, Arthur, there's so many things to do. We've got so many festivals. We've got the Strawberry Jam Festival, the Cheese Festival. Oh, my goodness. I love to get a photo with the mouse. I look <laughs> forward to that. Um, I love coming home. And, oh, my goodness, you know this year's the centennial year? I did not. For Arthur? No. Did not know that. Yes, they're going to open up up there at the tourist center i am so excited and then oh my goodness the art gallery you've got to go you've got to go down to mr winters's art gallery if you don't go there you are missing an experience 
and get you some of that hand soap. I'm, that soap is amazing. It's so, it smells so good and your hands are not dry or anything. Trust me, I use it. I'm gonna have some of that for my bed and breakfast too. That's just amazing. And um, yeah, there's so many little shops. I can't even name everything. If you like Mexican food, go there to um, Giovanni's. I can't think, oh my goodness, it's a chicken. Los Polos, mm -hmm. did I say that right? It's right there next to Mr. Winter. If I said it wrong, Giovanni, forgive me. But uh, it's my favorite place to go. And if you like to have a mixed drink, he got margarita towers, different flavors, just saying. Um, sometimes you got to let go a little bit and relax. But don't be driving. You better have you a driver because I don't believe in drinking and driving. Just got to put that in there, too. <laughs> So, yeah, there's just, I mean, I love Arthur. I love, okay, I love hearing the horses, like, going down Main Street and stuff. Mm. And, I mean, there's just so, oh, a lot of people say, Martha, why you want to go back there? I say, because that's a one-horse town, honey. And um, I said, I can't take these four lanes anymore of traffic going one direction. And all this noise everywhere and all these shootings. I want to go back somewhere safe, you know, where I know some folks. So I'm all excited because my YouTube channel is going to be working around everybody up there. And, uh, you know, just having so much fun in the Arthur area with that. Um, and I think Joseph's going to help me a little. So he's my writer, editor, uh, producer, director, uh, my everything when mm -hmm. it comes to making movies and stuff. If it wasn't for him, I would have never got into it. Mm -hmm. And um, just to think, I came from Arthur, Illinois, and now I'm over here in Fort Worth, Texas, making movies. So if any of y'all out there listening and you say you can't do nothing, well, four years ago, if you would have said I was going to be doing movies, I would have called you crazy. <laughs> crazy as a Bessie Boat. Because I did not have any interest in it. But God directed me this way. And it's working out great. And I'm having a lot of fun. So, yeah. Just get out there. There's hope. There's always hope. There's always a tomorrow. So, I know living in a small town, sometimes it seems like there's nothing to do. Y'all just hold on. I'm coming back. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot to do. So, yeah. Because I just love filming and even still photography, you know. I just want to have a wonderful place where we can just enjoy ourselves and um, host people and uplift the community. Absolutely. You you mentioned Jerry Winters. He's He's going to be a guest on this podcast, too. Uh, this is where I really, really wish I was able to do a video at this time with him because he's just such an interesting character. He, time just flies by when you're in Jerry's presence. He's um, fascinating. One day, Stacy and I were in there visiting, and um, Sarah, his manager, had left her. She had left, but she came back and when she to get her phone, I think. And when she when she left, Jerry walked up and locked the door behind her. And I said, "Oh my gosh, Jerry, we didn't realize you were you were closed. We'll we'll get out of your hair." And he said, "Oh no, 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 
He said, you sit down there by the piano and Stacy, he said, what's what song do you want to hear? So he got Jerry sat down at the piano and starts playing show tunes and Stacy was singing. And I was just sitting there with my mouth open watching the whole scene because uh, Jerry would ask me what song I wanted played. And I said, I, I can't think of anything. And he said, she doesn't know what to say. And I didn't. He's just a fascinating character and such a talented man and such an interesting story he has to tell as well. So, Oh, yes. He brings color and life, Arthur. Yes, he sure does. He does definitely do that. Hey, another connection we have that we you and I discovered is that you were you were named after uh, who were you named after? Where did, this person lives just down the down the road from me, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, my aunt Martha Otto. <laughs> yes, Martha and Nelson live right down the road. They sure do. Some of the first people that I met when I when I moved in here thirty some years ago. So that's quite an interesting coincidence to me (laughs) to me too i couldn't believe it (laughs) so it's just it's been so good to have you on martha ann and i appreciate you sharing everything you have any any more stories you'd like to tell or or expand any more on what you plan to do when you come back i know you you said you want to do a bed and breakfast um you got things in the works for for building that you're already having done oh not yet um at first i got some work to do on the property to get it all cleared and everything i do have an architect we're going to be using uh he's had a graper's building supply um so we're going to be using some of their materials uh i'm going to be filming this it's going to be on my youtube channel I'm on my facebook and y'all, I'm gonna build it my myself with my own hands and such. Uh, my late husband, God rest his soul, he taught me how to build houses. That's what we used to stick frame houses in Mississippi. So he taught me how to read blueprints. So I figured if I grab me a few men from around there that knows something, then my cousins already said he's gonna do the layout for me, so I don't have to worry about somebody messing that up. And as long as we follow the way he did his layout and the arrow the right way, we all good. And I can put sticks together and stand them up, you know, with a little help. So I'm just getting all excited about that. And we're going to be filming everything that I'm going to do. And, um, yeah, like, stay tuned to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be going up on heights, though. I I don't do heights no more. I'm old. Oh, I got to say your enthusiasm is so infectious and uh, that that's wonderful. I, I, I love that you have that kind of excitement and we need so much positivity in our world today. It's everything is just so much is so negative. And that's part of the reason I take my little pictures and post pictures on Facebook. And part of the reason I want to do the podcast is there are wonderful things, especially in central Illinois that people have no idea about. And mm-hmm. I think that this is one thing that will will bring people to this area and see that we're more than just cornfields and bean fields. And even if we are just cornfields and bean fields, they're going to be different every season of the year. Did you forget about Aikman's wildlife? Not oh, just everybody got what Jamie's got going on out there. <laughs> he's going to be a, he's going to be a guest here too. He and uh, and Terry 
But um, James ends up, he, he and I are cousins. He doesn't know. He, I just told him that when we were, when I emailed him to um, get him, ask him to be a guest. And so we'll be getting acquainted. <laughs> He's just four miles down the road from me. So yeah, Aikman's Wildlife is a pretty interesting place too. There's just, yeah, so many things to see. And even down the road, a few miles down the road in Casey, big things in a little town. I mean, that's a few miles away, but my gosh, it's something unique you just don't see every day. And uh, so we got a lot going for us in our neck of the woods, my neck of the woods, and soon again to be your neck of the woods again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm getting so excited. I'm hoping we can break ground by December. I'm putting it out there a ways just so I could hopefully it'll be before then. And there I use that word again, hopefully. I need to throw it out. We're planning on it being before then. Hope is so. good. Hope is a very good thing. Oh yeah, but you don't need to just sit there and hope. You gotta put action with hope. Gotta make it happen. If you don't make it happen, it doesn't happen. I agree. Yep. Yep, yep. Make the plan, start it one tiny step at a time. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> we are going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared you and I might get in some trouble with our cameras and stuff. We go out <laughs> and about. My goodness, I, you know, I love your photos you've been taking and everything. Um, okay. They just make me miss home so much. Um, especially the sunsets and stuff. Oh my gosh, y'all, if you've never seen a sunrise or a sunset in central Illinois, now that's mm. something to see too. Yeah. I miss it. It's the little thing. Yeah, absolutely. The little things and the simple pleasures. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Woo! You got a lot going on with your podcast coming up, don't you? You just going to be so busy. Yeah. Yes, I'm so excited. There's some two meteorologists from WCIA are going to come on and there's so many things that that I want to pick their brains about cuz they're just 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 so much to so learn in this life, so much to learn. So I didn't have any I didn't have a lot of interest when I was in school, but I'm catching up now. I'm making up for lost time. In my seventh decade, I'm ready to roll. <laughs> right, you too? I mean, if I want to know some girl, I'll just go to YouTube. I don't know how I ever live without Google. I really don't. And Google Maps saves my honey every time. So yeah, I yeah, I like to learn. And I'm still learning even about the Amish. Like the, I did not realize that in some communities, their buggies are not black. You know, I guess I thought I was sheltered, you know, Amish, sheltered Amish, right? Um, mm. And then I was watching YouTube videos about some other areas, and they have like a tan buggy and a gray buggy or something. And then their mm. buggy shapes are a little bit different, too. Mm. I was like, Wow. But I'm still talking about my Arthur Illinois Amish. We got square buggies that are black and they're closed in. We don't have to ride in open freezing like they do in some places. Bless their heart. I'm telling you, we got it a lot better um, than some areas. We have indoor plumbing, y'all. I didn't even think about that one. A lot of people think Amish still ain't got indoor plumbing. Well, they're right. Some of them don't. 
But Arthur, Illinois, Amish have showers, bathtubs inside, and toilets, and sinks. Unless they're just really old and don't want it. There might be one or two of them around. But, yeah, everybody's pretty much got that. And um, a lot of the women's appliances, y'all, um, are run off air. But that's, oh, we're going to have to do a whole segment on that when I get up there. We're going to have to show some of that or something mm-hmm. going on. Um, it's just interesting how we came from, like, when I was little, we were just able to ride bicycles, allowed, allowed to ride bicycles. So, yeah, I, I'm older, so we're not going to say exactly how old I was. We're just going to go back to I was, at, you know, we were just allowed to ride bicycles in that area. If you research it, don't tell nobody how old I am, okay? But, uh, yeah, uh, there's so many fun things about growing up Amish, um, the family union. Um, I may have uh, been shunned a little bit because I was out of wedlock from some of the other parents. Didn't want their children playing with me. But there was parents that wanted their children to play with me because they felt sorry for me. So, you know, it was like kind of strange. There's so many different things about the Amish that we still have to touch on and talk about. Uh, But I remember Grandma uh, baking bread for the church. And, oh, my goodness, I can almost right now smell that hot bread. And if you want bread like that, you run up to Yoder's and get some or find an Amish bakery around and get some of that bread. Oh, uh, Beachy's Bulk Foods might have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or or the health food store, Adley's. I call it Adley's. I think it's just a health food store. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, those are some wonderful places to pick up some Amish baked goods, too. And, oh, and the cinnamon rolls that Grandma <laughs> used to make. Oh, girl, I am making myself hungry. <laughs> out of stop on the food part. But I just, I was thinking a while ago, I do remember one thing. At noon, at, you know, we'd say our prayer. You say a prayer before you eat, and you say a prayer when you get done eating, okay? Which I know for some people is a little bit unusual. But then we'd all go take a nap. I guess it was because it was the hottest part of the day, and then the men would just come in and kind of take a nap and rest and relax a little bit before they went back out to do the evening work or whatever. And, um, yeah, I remember taking a nap and just being asleep and just, you know, the smells in the house and stuff. I had a really good childhood growing up Amish. Um, But I left about nine to ten years old, moved to town. Um, I had asthma real bad. So um, back then the phones weren't right out yonder in a building on the same property. You had to drive down the road, you know, and go to the nearest neighbor, and they might have a uh, telephone. Well, I had asthma real bad. My lips had turned blue and stuff, and well, they just, Mama just decided it was better for us to move to town so we'd be closer to a doctor and, you know, being able to be seen about quicker and stuff like that. So um, I think with me being born out of wedlock, she may have had some in, um too, but she made the decision for us to move to town then. 
And um, I kind of felt like she took me away from grandma and grandpa because um, she didn't really ask me about it. Hmm. Um, and my grandparents were my whole life. My mom was just somebody that showed up on the weekends, you know, because she worked away from the home to take care of me. And uh, a lot of the Amish girls do work, you know, outside the home and bring money into the home. Um, so, yeah, I kind of felt like she took me away from them. But now I'm kind of in a way grateful because uh, I found out I was Native American. And apparently I would have been a rebellious Amish girl. <laughs> Well, Might have been like that witch out there, Pastor Bill Graves. <laughs> well, that's it's just such a fascinating story that you've that you have, and I think it I think it really highlights what I've found. I think a lot of people, myself included, sometimes when you know somebody has left the Amish community, that you might assume there would be hard feelings or some animosity or some. Um, removal of of those people that were your in your early years and from what i understand most people who have left um being amish still have great emotional ties to their families and um they they want to be a part of that even though their lifestyles are different that they don't hold you in any kind of contempt for leaving that it's just uh, that's your choice that's your path to follow that's your journey and I'm sure that they hope that God goes with you and keeps you safe. Well, now, there's a thing about that. You're right. But see, I was never baptized into the Amish faith. Hmm. If I would have been baptized into the Amish faith, we'd have a whole new ball game. Yeah. Because that's a whole different situation. There. But since I was a baby and my mother left and took me with her, you know, they don't hold anything against me in any way whatsoever. I can go to any of my relatives' houses and be welcome to eat at the table and touch the food and, and get the food myself. You know, there'd be no, no restrictions. So uh, that's a whole different ball game if you have already joined the church and then at later years. And um, so I'm very lucky. Um. There's a lot people don't understand. They just need to run into Arthur and just come and enjoy the town. Because, like I said, we got so many festivals. I can't even name them all on my hands and feet. You know, we just, there's so many things to do there. Uh, so much fun, new activities being added all the time. How about the Mennonite Relief Sale? That is a, an amazing thing to see, too, that's held at the Auto Center. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we have a bluegrass festival, don't we? Or a uh, blues festival or, and a barbecue festival? Because I like me some food. <laughs> and you can be a judge. They need judges for that, too. I was a judge one year for the barbecue festival. You know why? Because you get to sample each different one. <laughs> I was like, girl, you get to do what? She said, yeah. I said, okay, I'm in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was awesome. I'll do that again. I ain't sure who I got to talk to, but I might find out once. <laughs> oh, I thought about that cheese eating contest, too. But I don't know. I don't want to be stopped up. <laughs> I just don't see how they can eat all that cheese, especially so fast. 
Yeah, just come on down to our for an evening See how much you can hold. That, that, I mean, that is a fun contest. Every time I'll, I, I'm amazed. Sometimes there'll be somebody you just don't think they'd be the one, and they are. <laughs> so there's so many activities going on. Like I said, I just can't wait to get back and enjoy them all myself. Well, I can't wait for you to come back so I, we can meet in person. Uh, this has been great. We've talked a couple of times on the phone. Um, and it's been such a pleasure, Martha, and to have you here. I cannot tell you. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate Wilmer for um, introducing us. And um, I can't wait to have you back. We will have you back, definitely. But I think that's going to probably bring us to a close for today. And I, I, I hope that people have learned as much as I have. This is always a, always an informative time for me. And you've um, brightened my day and your excitement, as I said, is infectious, Martha and uh, Martha Ann. And I hope people will indeed make time to come and visit Arthur Chesterville, the area around here, and see all that we have to offer in this life on the Illinois Prairie. Thank you, Martha Ann, for coming. Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me. You have a blessed day. Thank you so much, Martha Ann. And thank you for our listeners. That's going to bring our show today to a close. And I'm Wendy Fleming-Dexter, and I hope that you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening to Life on the Illinois Prairie, the undercurrents of our American life. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to Life on the Illinois Prairie wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more stories, interviews, and updates. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. Until next time. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.